What does it really cost to own rental property? I'm Brian Ellis, and I'll share the unvarnished truth with you right now in episode number 38. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. I'm going to pull back the curtains for you for just a moment, my friends. This show, Self-Directed Investor Radio, has been very, very successful thus far, and as a result, I'm getting a lot of calls from a particular type of company, that is turnkey rental property companies. What they want me to do is send you, my valued listeners, to them in order for them to sell you rental properties. These companies are in the business of buying properties at a discount, fixing them up, putting a tenant in them, and then selling the rented property to you as a cash flow investment. Here's the thing. It can be a good idea to invest in turnkey rental properties, but there's no real guarantee that it is. And frankly, the marketing I've seen from these companies is, generally speaking, disingenuous at best. The pitch goes something like this. Buy this house for, say, $120,000. And yes, it's already rented for $1,200 a month. There will be a couple hundred dollars a month in management fees and expenses, so you'll likely net around $12,000 a year. That's a 10% return. Isn't that great? Well, my friends, if that was true, that would be great. Alas, the truth is very different from this fiction. I'm going to give you the truth of the matter, but before I do, I want you to understand something. I'm not saying that investing in turnkey rentals is a fundamentally bad idea. I do think that rental property is a business that really does not make sense on a tiny scale, such as if you have under 10 properties, but that's a discussion for another day. So let's look at some real considerations. First, what is the rental property actually worth? If it's worth $120,000 and you paid $120,000, then what you did is to make a retail purchase at full price. Is that wise? I don't think so. This means that if the market declines at all, you're already in a losing situation. Besides, real estate has inherently high sales costs. Typically, 6 to 10% is what it will cost for you to resell a property. So if you pay 100% of the value of a property, then in reality, you're in the hole already. Second, it seems that it's everybody's goal to get 1% of the property value in monthly rent, as in this case. And in today's market, that's been possible in many places. But here's the harsh truth. There's been a genuine rental squeeze in recent years, pushing rents very high. But that time appears to be winding down. It's not that rents are going to implode, but indications are that rents will be softening, so this theoretical assumption of getting rents of 1% of the property value likely won't hold long term. So in just these two factors, I believe it's quite easy to see that turnkey rental property providers are asking you to pay too much for their properties and telling you to expect more than is realistic in gross rent. But that's not the real end of the story. Zillow did an interesting article on real costs of rental properties, so let's take a look at some of the categories that they broke out. First, there's maintenance and miscellaneous expenses. Zillow suggests to plan for a 1% of property value annual expense projection for this category, so that totals to $1,200 per year for this typical property. Next, there's insurance. This expense is highly variable depending on where your property is located, but a good estimate for this price range is $80 a month, and that's conservative. So that's another $960 a year in expenses. And then there's property taxes. This, too, is dependent on the locale of the property, ranging from as low as 0.25% of property value to 1% or so. 
A good middle ground is 0.6%, which leads to an annual expense for this property of $720. And then there's the increasingly common issue of homeowners association fees. This isn't relevant for all rental properties, so I'm going to leave this one out, but this expense can be very, very significant, so be sure not to ignore it. And let's not forget property management. This expense is usually around 8 to 10%, plus there's generally a releasing fee of a month's worth of rent. So your annual management costs, assuming one new tenant every other year, which is extremely generous, will be $1,752. Then the biggest expense of all, vacancy. When lenders see that you're relying on rental property for income, if you're asking them for a loan, what they do is they use a 25% factor, which means they assume your property will not produce rent for 25% of each year. That may a bit much, but half of that is not a bit much. So your annual vacancy expense due exclusively to loss of rental and not even factoring in utilities and other vacancy expenses, well, that comes to an annual rate of $1,800. When we total all of these up, what we have is an annual expense of $6,432. That's versus a gross income of over $14,000, which means you yield about $8,000 a year, just a little less than that. So your annual return on investment will be about six and two-thirds percent. And remember, These are typical expenses. This does not factor in inevitable expenses such as eviction expenses or the occasional major repair from a destructive tenant or a blown air conditioning unit or even a trip and fall lawsuit. So six and two-thirds percent. Hmm. My friends, I'm not sure it's worth it. Six percent or so is probably a pretty good return if you're looking at an essentially zero-risk situation, but a rental property is just not a zero-risk situation. Now, let's be clear. This does not factor in the potential for property appreciation. Appreciation is the big wild card with rental property that sometimes makes a questionable rental deal into a winner. But the thing is, you cannot know that in advance. That's what it means to be a wild card. And if you're investing based on a wild card, you're not investing at all. You're gambling. And you're showing profound disrespect for your own capital. So how can you make this deal into something that actually makes sense? Well, there are two ways. One is to only buy rental property when you're starting out with a purchase price well below the retail value. So in the above example, if all of the numbers were identical except that you paid only $100,000 rather than $120,000 for the house, then your yield would be 8%, and that's starting to be attractive. The other way is to be smarter, much smarter, and to entirely eliminate all maintenance costs, entirely eliminate all insurance costs, entirely eliminate all property tax expenses, entirely eliminate property management fees, and drastically reduce and probably even eliminate all vacancy expenses. How do you do that? Well, I'll tell you precisely how in episode number 39 tomorrow. You'll be amazed at how beautiful this deal looks when doing it brilliantly rather than normally. And to that end, you've got one day left to sign up for the special free webinar training about the Kingmaker strategy. If you've not yet heard episodes number 30 and 31 about this strategy, do it right now. And then go to sdiradio.com slash KM, as in Kingmaker, to sign up for this complimentary training. Again, that's sdiradio.com slash KM. This strategy will change how you see everything about real estate investing. And you'll never even need to think about Wall Street investments ever again. That's all for today, my friends. Be sure to join me tomorrow for episode number 39, and be sure to subscribe to this show on iTunes right now. Remember, invest wisely today, live well forever. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. 
Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society. 